really hope we hit record at the same time because Me that would too. be awful if we did not. I mean, it might not be too hard to fix, but I guess we'll find out. It might be a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so you are listening to Talk Crooked. Um, this is the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. At least I hope we're funny. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Maybe a few glasses of wine in will help. <laughs> I mean, we make each other laugh. Yeah. So, so and sometimes I make other people laugh. I it mean, might I be on it, accident. I, I, I do occasionally as well. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> mine guess, is mostly on accident. Though. I guess we'll find out on a mass scale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so hi everyone. Hi, my name is Kay. And I'm Carrie. And we are both here because we have extreme anxiety. (laughs) Well, we also have a lot to say. And we were actually going to start a YouTube channel, but fuck that. Because we we made one video (laughs) and we both realized that we hate getting ready. And we hate looking at ourselves. And looking at ourselves. So (laughs) we just realized that we just want to talk. Like, we just want to talk to people. So And we wanted to see each other. Yes, we wanted to hang out more, and there's just a lot of things going on in the world that seem to be kind of topics that people don't want to talk about, if that makes sense, or things that get ignored in the media, or... Well, things that get ignored in home life, even. Yeah. Like, some stuff that I'm going through right now, I didn't know until I was able to talk to you about it. Right. And um, I think one of the things that we want to do is we want to be an ear for people like us, mm-hmm. um, like a place for them to... Um, hear things that they're probably not going to hear at home. Yeah. yeah. Or or in health class or in sociology class or in yeah. on TV or, you know, the general mm-hmm. places that people get their information. I mean, we're also here to talk about th- address things that are inaccurate as well. I mean, that's the yeah. other thing is that, you know, the Internet is this vast wealth of knowledge, but not all of it's true. We just we don't want people going into life and relationships and um you know, just going into the world and making them believe these things that won't actually be true. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't see Kay's face Aww. over her laptop. <laughs> uh, you but, really want to see this Well, and it's right not now. even just that. We might even have, you know, there's topics that we're going to cover that have to do with certain crimes or things, things that people are just, like, not aware of, things that aren't taken seriously. It's just we're going to cover a wealth of different topics, and it's going to be so fun, and I'm so excited. I know. I am so excited to get into my part today. Like, what you just said is perfect. Um, And we also want to... The main thing that we want to do is to... Our main goal is to kind of remove the stigmas that surround a lot of these things. Like, especially around, like, mental health, sexuality, um, sexism, feminism, spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, Lots of things like that that, I mean, etc. Um... There, there's just so many stigmas and, and so much shame surrounding so many things that just we don't need to be ashamed of and that we need to have a place where we can talk about things or learn about things without feeling like we're crazy or like we're gross or, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's and just... um, keep in mind, we um, we are not professionals. No. We are both just, <laughs> <laughs> um, we both struggle with mental health and sexuality and I um, struggle a lot, or well, we both struggle a lot with like 
feminism and sexism and um might not struggle with feminism but <laughs> i said that wrong the I'm anti-feminists sorry. yeah <laughs> whatever you want to say yeah well we're both um, women yeah and we both have gone through some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about and there's also stuff that we're going to talk about that just kind of fascinates us or that we feel just deserves attention so yeah anyway you ready to get started? I'm so excited about this topic. I can't even handle it. Oh I, I know. I'm so excited. This okay. Is one you. of my favorite things to talk about ever. And just to clarify, like when I say favorite, I, f- I mean that I find it fascinating. It's clearly a very horrible thing that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> just, I mean, we're not, I'm not finding joy in people suffering. It's fascinating to figure out why these things are why this is ignored, why it's not taken seriously, why, and the psychology behind people that do this sort of thing. So this week, we are going to be talking about stalkers. Oh my god, I'm so excited. More specifically, workplace stalkers. But um, this has always been my favorite topic. Honestly, ever since I saw that episode of Charmed, which we then have since found out is actually identity theft. But um, (laughs) ever since I saw that episode of Charmed where... Um, Prue gets stalked by that girl, the bartender, and she's like breaking all the mirrors and leaving her like dead flowers. And I'm trying to think what else she does. Uh, she's like keeping a journal of all of her activities and stuff like that. And they, they figure it out. And she thinks that it's a, she, she thinks it's something supernatural, of course. And all the girls are like, oh, it could be someone human as well. Yeah. And we can't rule that out. And we should take it seriously. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's clearly supernatural. It doesn't matter. Um, and it turns out to be her bartender, the bartender at her sister's club has been stalking her and it's oh. because she wants, she's obsessed with her in that she wants to like take her place or whatever. And I was really like, that is insane. Like that's, what makes people do that? It's so crazy. Yeah. That's way more thorough than that Reese lady was, which we will talk about her later. Um, yeah. We're going to do a whole episode yeah. about that because we did find out that that's actually identity theft with a hint of stalking <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to like a specific type of stalking. Yeah, there so. was like. Point two seconds of stalking and that whole thing. Yeah. So. Especially since it's a, that was a modern case. And so, again, yeah. we'll get into that in another episode. You'll have to keep listening. Um, but anyway, so my part um, each week, I'm going to give some background. And Kay is going to then tell us a story or two. And I have a mass murderer and a serial killer for you. I know that true crime is your favorite as well as mine. I'm so excited. So, yes. so okay, so let's just dive right in. So, um... I just want to start by saying that um, the federal government and all 50 states have enacted anti-stalking statutes, um, but there is no accepted, universally accepted definition of what actually constitutes stalking, which I found really interesting. Um, It's actually been a term that's been difficult to to define ever since it was first used in the 16th century. So... I don't know. I found that really weird. Yeah. What um, What happened in the 16th I, I century? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just got curious. Really interesting. Yeah. Then, I mean, I guess probably some woman was like, hey, some dude keeps writing me poems. I don't I know. I got write a poem for me when we were, uh, I think we were both in high school. He wrote a poem with my full name in it. Like, he started each line with a letter of my name like first middle and last 
We went to different schools, but he turned this into his English teacher, and then he gave it to me after she graded it and wrote notes all over it. And I oh have never thrown God. away something so fast in my entire life. It was that creepy and gross. is a perfect example of one of those things that, like, if you're into the guy, it's super romantic and sweet. But if yeah. it's not wanted, it is the creepiest fucking thing. He was my best friend's stepbrother. Oh, and no. I lived with this best friend for, like, we would trade on and off like she would live at my place for a couple of weeks i would live at hers for a couple of weeks so keep in mind like i had to see this dude a lot yeah because that was my best friend and he always would make his way into our room and he was just i hope he's gotten the help that he needed yeah oh my but goodness yeah. that's so crazy yeah that's so crazy yeah and i would get in trouble because i would say something about it oh you know? yeah of course yeah of course yeah as our friends on Wine and Crime would say, yeah. fucking patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that podcast so much. <laughs> um, so anyway, so when we talk about stalking, uh, we're referring to a pattern of behavior that's carried out by one person against another, which is intended to harass, intimidate, or terrorize the victim. And it usually ends up doing that. Um, so now I've got some numbers because numbers speak volumes. Um, an estimated 12 to 16% of women and 4 to 7% of men will be stalked in their lifetime. Only 4% of men? That really surprises me. Yeah. Um, on average, women are stalked more often than men. Um, I mean, I guess interesting. it doesn't surprise me, but I also... There's a very specific be... type of woman that stalks it. And there, there's yeah. more. I'm going to get into why those numbers are so different as well because a lot of it goes unreported yeah. um so that's another part of the, that's another reason why the numbers are kind of skewed and weird so here's another statistic that's a little more recent um according to the national center for victims crime three hundred and seventy thousand men are stalked annually so that's one in 45 men i want to know how many of those men are celebrities well <laughs> yeah that and that, in, I mean, that includes stalked, this but... is all encompassing so yeah, yeah this is everyone um and then this is the scarier one for us anyway uh more than one million women are stalked every year gross that's about one in every 12 women will be stalked in her lifetime whether Fucking gross. yeah i mean it's just it's crazy and that's i think that's also and i mean we're gonna get into more of this in a minute but like i said a lot of men don't report it is yeah. one of the things and also and I, I don't know. Women tend to kind of be more. We're 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 kind of constantly trained to be on alert. Yeah. All the time. And so one of the things with this podcast is one thing that I would kind of like to drive home with this is you know, women obviously are not the only people that get stalked, even though we get no, stalked more. No, of course but not. But like men don't report it because they don't want to be seen as weak. Well, there's and that, and yeah. they don't want to be laughed at. Like, yeah. that's, I've heard that a lot, that, that there's, like, a saying or something that, like, men are afraid of women laughing at them, and women are afraid men will kill them. Yeah. Like, we just don't know. Like, we can't fight you off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I, I wish I was that badass. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> I probably could with my legs, but. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can know. bite you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and kick. But. Anyway, so, um, and then there was this really funny, this was crazy, um, I found this really cool blog, and it said, have you ever thought about how many times you've been stalked? 
Maybe that person you barely know at work or that ex who didn't even try to hide it is driving by your house or checking your Facebook right now. Where do we draw the line? Oh my God. How harmful is this behavior? Where does it become dangerous? Well, while you might engage in, you might engage in low level stalking, feel a little jealous or move on with your day. A true stalker wouldn't be able to let you go. So that's kind of where the line is. It's like, you know, we all might check somebody check up on somebody's Instagram or Tumblr, Facebook. Yeah, Tumblr, Facebook for like a few months. A stalker is the person who is continuously and obsessively checking up on someone to the point of it being and, and contacting the person as well. Yeah. To the point of it being an obsession and like they can't it's they can't stop. It's like years. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen Slash the movie months. Perfect Guy? No. Oh my god, it's so good. I did Um, just watch You on Netflix, which is amazing. (laughs) Can't recommend it highly enough. It will make you feel crazy, though. Oh my god, I cannot wait to watch it. I'm probably going to spend a lot of my night tomorrow after I get home from Louisville watching that. Um, But basically, um, it's not a true story, but it, you know, it's a good representation of like an ex stalking mm. a person and we'll have to watch it together it's and really there's good. that movie uh with idris elba in it as well and ali larder and i think beyonce's in it yes um, what's it so called good. obsessed obsessed oh, yes that movie is so good love me some beyonce so and we're about to get into that um yeah. because there's a lot of a lot of the reasons why people don't report it when it's a little lower level or it's not breaking into your house is because of the way things are portrayed in the media that's not seen as dangerous. I don't know. Let me find yeah. where I said it. Um, so I guess gender. Here we go. Yeah, gender Gender has a lot to do with who reports things. Um, and let's see. Males are as likely to report being stalked by a male as a female offender. 43% of males stalking victims stated that the offender was female, while 41% of, ma- of male victims stated that the offender was another male, which is different. Yeah. Um, female victims of stalking were significantly more likely to be stalked by a male, at 67% more likely. Nah, well, that does Rather than a female, me. 24%. Um because most females know when to leave other women Well, alone. and I mean, it's probably, I mean, this is purely wild speculation i don't i literally have no research on this but this is just my own thoughts is that it's probably people who are like stalking who like stalking their boyfriend's new new partner or you know or if they think they're being cheated on stalking the you know what i mean like that kind of thing so it's (laughs) yeah you know um but who knows i mean there might be there might be homosexual there's, I mean, there's always happens. that as well. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. always that. Um, so let's see. So there was an article that I found on our beautiful Wikipedia, which I have donated to, so I do not feel bad for, for copying and pasting. We're going to mm-hmm. post all of our sources at the end of the episode, or uh, not at the end of the episode, on our uh, social media and our websites and things. Oh, um, yes. And you can find all <laughs> of that there, as opposed to interrupting ourselves all the time to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, say please. who we're talking about. So we're not plagiarizing, I promise. Yeah. Um, Please do not sue us. We found wonderful, wonderful wonderful sources. Yes. Um, So there was an article on Wikipedia that references um, a doctor 
And uh, she says that gender is associated with the types of emotional reactions that are experienced by recipients of stalking-related events, um, including the degree of fear experienced by the victim. I mean, I would be so terrified. Yeah. Whereas men, I think, find it more tedious. Just in general. I mean, that's just purely wild, spe- wild speculation on my own part. But Well, uh, going along with that, like, men as you said earlier, can fight someone off. Women I mean, can't. yeah, like, I'm pretty like, much I useless. Would, yeah, if I were a man, I would probably just be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> leave me alone. If I'm a woman. Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. Yeah, if I'm a woman, lock myself in my house and sit there with a bat until the police Oh, happen. my God. I'd be so <laughs> scary. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. Um, So... She discusses how victims might view certain forms of stalking as normal because of so gender socialization influences on the acceptability of certain behaviors. And she said that media also plays an important role due to portrayals of men's stalking behavior as acceptable, um, influencing men to think into thinking that it's normal. Yeah, and that it's romantic and okay. And, and oh, I'll get her. She's just playing hard to get. And yeah. Yeah. No, how about you fucking leave her alone? Right? <laughs> no means no. Um, and since gender roles are socially constructed, um, sometimes men don't report stalking, like I said. So that could yeah. also be a reason why those numbers are so low, because it seems ridiculously low. Yeah. Um, and, of course, a lot of it, there's probably they're probably higher anyway, because now we have social media and the internet and everything. It makes it so much easier. I mean, like, if you watch you, um, he takes her phone and... He's like, oh, no, where did it go? And, like, pretend it, like, goes along with into the idea that she's lost it. And then he keeps it, and it's still connected to the cloud or whatever, even though she gets a new phone. And he's still tracking her, like, Facebook messages and her email and all of her social media. And he, like, I guess she just mainly communicates through, like, an internet form of texting, like, like Facebook messaging or something like that with her Mm -hmm. friends. And so she, he, like, sees all of her text messages and all of that stuff. And it's just gross so there's that form on top of him also like following her everywhere and stuff so yeah, well i mean it's also so easy to find your location because yeah Facebook's all about sharing your location and everything wants your location it's yeah. so weird like sorry panera you don't need to know my location yeah or it's like some photo editing software or yeah. app that i download and it's like this wants to access your location and i'm like the, the fuck why like what <laughs> The only reason you need to know my location is if you are delivering food to my ass. Yeah, food, that makes sense. (laughs) Not, you know, fixing a blemish on my face or correcting red eye. So um, I do have a quick, tiny little story because this was just too crazy. Josh came home last night and he was like, so one of my friends might, one of my coworkers might have a stalker. And I was like, what? And how perfect is this? I was sitting there writing my segment. He sat there and he was like, so she, he said that she came into his office and he was like, yeah, or she, she said, sorry, she said, yeah, so I think I might have a stalker. Like last night I was home alone, of course, in her apartment and she heard like two knocks just like, like that. Oh God, I already don't like it. And it was like real soft like that, you yeah. know, like nothing like real aggressive or like multiple times or anything as she like had the TV on and the washing machine and stuff like that. So she didn't hear it very loudly. And she was like, oh, whatever. Um, like when they didn't knock again, she was like, oh, whatever. And then like a little while later. Stop. And so she went to the door and looked and nobody was there. 
Yeah. Like, nobody was fucking there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm already terrified. Like, I was already terrified. I was like, what the fuck? And so then later she went down to her car to get something or to leave, to go somewhere or whatever. And there was a note in her windshield wiper that said, you are so gorgeous. I can't keep my eyes off you. Oh, God, stop. And then I threw up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and had I to fr- immediately take a shower. No, yeah. but I mean, I wanted to. Not really, yeah. but yeah. Gross. I mean, it was disgusting. And everyone else in his office was like, ah, you know, it's probably just some kid. No. No, no. Why do we think that, though? Like, wh- why Why is that the conclusion that w- even if it is some kid, and that's what Josh's mm-hmm. argument was, I've yeah. s- I was so proud. I was like, clearly... Aww. My year of binge playing true crime podcasts has finally seeped into your brain and made you realize that we have to take things seriously. So he was like, no, you need to call the police immediately. He was like, you have to call the police. You have to file a report. And she was like, well, I mean, what good will they do? They're not going to be able to find him. He was like, no, but there'll be a paper trail. So if something happens to you, they have this evidence. Yeah. They have this lead. And if something happens to someone else. Yeah. Like, and she was like, well, what if it's just a kid? And he was like, then there's no harm done. Then it's a kid, and the kid learns that that's not appropriate behavior. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. no harm, no foul. So she did. She called the police, and I was so Good. proud. I was like, you know, you probably just saved her life. Because everyone, he looked at everyone, and he was like, how are you guys going to feel when she, if she, like, doesn't come into work next week? Yeah. And then they find her body in a dumpster somewhere. Like, that's not, and you guys told her not to take it seriously. Yeah. Anyway, so... As far as psychology goes, because that's the part of this that fascinates me. Like, what is it that makes people fixate on another person like this? It's so interesting. And I guess it's so... What I found to be even more interesting is that there's really not a lot of data. They don't have a lot of psychology or a lot of answers to as to why. Because which no one m- takes it seriously. Well, but it also... It makes it even scarier to me because you can't... Ex- there's no way to explain it. Yeah in a very concrete way. Um, I mean, there are clearly, there's, there's some things, but, um, and I'll, I'll explain why in just a second. So there isn't a particular mental, there isn't a particular disorder or mental illness that means this person's going to be a stalker. Um, there are some common denominators though. Most suffer from some combination of depression, personality disorders, and weirdly enough, narcissism. Which seems, why not? Well, most are introverts, though. Yeah. And, you you know, like, when we think of narcissists, we usually think of the person who's got to be, like, the center of attention. Like, oh, look at my dick. Blah, or whatever. And it's, like, yeah. that's not always the case. I don't know. It's so fascinating because it seems to be such an oxymoron. Well, um, um, it's probably in that sense of how could how could they not love me? Well, yeah. It's my next sentence. um, There was a title of an article that I read that said um, the title was "Stalkers are lonely and lack self-esteem, yet they feel very, very important," which is just like it's so it's so contradictory. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. I find that so fascinating. Yeah. And what's even scarier is that we don't really know what could set the person off. Like, there's that girl that we follow on YouTube who. All she did was accept a glass of wine. A stranger sent her a glass of wine. She didn't know who it was for, but she took it because it was already paid for because she's Canadian and they can't be rude. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and that was enough of an in for that guy yeah. to then think when she said her phone number out loud to her friend that it was meant for him and then to call her all the time yeah. and all of that yeah. crazy and all of that stuff. And it's, you, you know, you just you never know what's going to set them off. 
Um, yeah. So there are five classifications, though they are, you know, blurred lines, of course, but they have managed to break them down. So there's the rejected soccer. So this is the person who, like, was rejected in a relationship and they perceive that as an insult and they feel wounded and so they're seeking vindication. Yeah. Um, either rejected from a relationship, fired from a job. I mean, this applies to a lot of different scenarios. This is just... Mm-hmm. This was the most succinct, succinct way. The, this article summed them all up in about a sentence. So, um, The resentful stalker. So these are self-righteous, self-pitying people who may threaten, but they are the least likely to act on it. So they just kind of make empty threats um, because they're just trying to kind of make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the intimacy-seeking stalker. Yeah. <laughs> they believe that they are loved or will be loved by their victim. Um, and often they focus on someone of higher social status or someone who's out of their league a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this person is very mentally ill and delusional. The, and then there's the incompetent. This is a person who is socially backward. Um, they don't really understand the social rules involved in dating and romance. They don't mean any harm, but their behavior comes across as threatening or awkward or weird or over the line or unwarranted <laughs> this reminds me of this kid that tried to ask me out one time oh my <laughs> Continue. Continue. and then this one the last one is the scariest and this is the predator so these are your serial killers who stalk their victims um so this is this is about sex gratification control and violence um this type of stalker doesn't necessarily know the victim the victim may not know that they're being stalked but the predator plans their attack rehearses it and has lots of sexual fantasies about it this is the, the these are the the serial killers serial rapists serial yeah. offenders i'll just blanket statement it like that but um i forgot what i was gonna say go ahead and tell your story <laughs> oh god i had this one kid he meant no harm he was like he was in seventh grade and he i don't know something wasn't clicking but he came up to me and he had like, we had been going to, like, the same after-school mm-hmm. program for, like, a week, maybe. Yeah. And he comes up to me, and he looks at me, and he goes, did you know I'm single? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> and I'm like, did you know I'm single? Yeah, and ready yeah, to like, mingle? Cool. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's cool. 30 and flirty and fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just made me laugh this so made hard. Me, the, the incompetent one really makes me think of work. I mean, Kayo and I have worked in customer service for years, and there's always there's always that guy who get makes the weird eye contact and ask you to a date, and then when that doesn't work, ask you to move in. Oh yeah, that's real. That just happened to (laughs) Kay recently. This like super old guy who's like easily eighty. Gonna go on a date with the motherfucker. I'm 100% gonna move in. Might as well follow up and check. Yeah. I mean, I've had guys come in, and I mean, maybe it's happened with women too. I don't know. I've just noticed m- more with guys because, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm more on alert for men. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we used to work alone all the time. Kay still does. Uh, she oh, she works alone in the, in a store and <laughs> with minimal security, and so it's it's you know we kind of have to be on edge a lot and uh, there was a guy that would come in and he would kind of mingle around and wait until my line emptied or he would come in and act like he was going to get stuff and then if I had a big long line he'd come back later is this cardinal guy no I forgot about that guy oh god I gotta tell that story later yes okay so this guy no he came up and 
he eventually like called this he he would like come up and talk to me like in a f- super flirty and friendly way and I yeah. mean I never want to assume someone's flirting with me you know but it, a lot of times when you work in customer service they people can misconstrue your intentions yeah. a lot they don't they tend to forget that you you were being paid to be nice to you <laughs> so that you continue to spend money in our establishment like we don't yeah. want to be your friend <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh my, oh my god or fuck Matt you said something about that the other day he he said that his buddy is trying to get um the waitresses that they go out with to um give them their phone numbers no. like all the time and he's like you know she's just getting paid to be nice she like, has she to be nice <laughs> so that you pay her yeah <laughs> god no that's why i hate having to be nice at work yeah they don't get it uh, i don't know but this guy he eventually he called the store i think and asked if i was married and i was like yeah sorry and then he followed up with well are you on instagram or facebook and i was just like but if you're married no well in any capacity, not no, interest- but it, like... Happily married and not interested in cheating with you. Yeah, <laughs> Like, you know... Sip of wine, sorry. Um, so some stalking behaviors. Oh, no, wait. Okay, so there is actually a profile that they've put together of what is usually the type of person that is that becomes a stalker. But like I said, there's such little data. And I honestly think that it's because these people... Stalkers, like, the thing that I came across the most is that stalkers are constantly rationalizing what they're doing. They're constantly, if you say no, they're saying, oh, well, it's just because she wants to drag me, drag it out. Or, you know, they're saying, um, they're, they're, they're constantly thinking in their head, like, oh, well, this is a sign that she really does want to be with me. Or, oh, that we're, this is because we're meant to be together. We go to the same McDonald's because we (laughs) live in the same fucking town, you lunatic. Like... No, that's not it. Yeah. And there is and one McDonald's nearby right. and I just want to go and get my cheeseburger. Fuck but off. so they don't think to get help because they don't think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, but we do want to definitely say that if you are experiencing attention that is unwanted in this way, report it. Always report it. And because we're doing work related work related stalking mainly, um, we're gonna talk about we're just going to do a quick PSA because we both work in management and hopefully we'll have some listeners that are in management that will hear this and know that you have to create an environment where your employees feel safe to come to you and say these kinds of things and know that you're going to take it seriously because it's very scary. It can cause so much anxiety towards coming to work. It'll make the, it can make your work performance lack. It'll make you constantly on edge and not able to perform to the best of your ability and may end up, in you having to quit or move or you know i mean it can escalate so quickly and to make sure that all the other employees take it seriously as well um and i'm going to go through some steps that that, um just some short little policies that can be put in place that everyone should make sure they have in place but so just to give um a quick profile of the kind of people that usually are stalkers it says that stalkers um a stalker is usually an isolated and shy person um, one who lives alone and lacks any type of important intimate relationship. And that doesn't just apply to sexual relationships. Um, it also applies to friends and family, too. Like, the guy in you, he doesn't have friends. Yeah. Or family <clears throat> to speak of at all. He literally just lives alone. He has one co-worker. No. But, I mean, that's it's, it, it, it's kind of out of choice. I mean, yeah. it's because he's constantly following people. 
Like, it's insane. His dedication is admirable. Yeah. I will say that. Like, <laughs> I mean. It is impressive. I was watching him, and I was just like, who has the time for this? I know. Like. Well, he has no friends. Well, he has no friends, and, <laughs> and he no doesn't have a dog at home. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a dog to take care of. He doesn't yeah. have anything to do at his house, so he goes out and does this, and it's just like, well, God, yeah. like, who has the energy I, I mean, just can't. I don't in any way feel sorry for him. It's just when I hear he has no friends, it kind of, that always just makes me sad. Because I'm like, oh. Well, but, yeah. yeah. And possibly he was suffering from depression or some yeah. form of anxiety or something. But because he's a man, he feels that it would be weak to go and seek therapy or something. You know, you just, yeah. you never know. Um, it says there's also a narcissistic personality disorder and very low self-esteem. So that just is the perfect cocktail for I'm not going to go get help. Yeah. You know. Um, and the stalker definitely feels that they're the most important person in the world. And it can, you know, the motivation can be, oh, I want to protect you from things, or I want to I wanna keep you safe, or I want you to be mine, or I have to have you, or, and et cetera. Like, I mean, it yeah. could be any number of things. That's what makes it so fascinating. So I have a list of, like, different stalking behaviors and they're in order as far as, like, in es- they're in escalating order. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of least serious to the worst. Mm-hmm. So, um, more specific. So, let's see. I'm just going to read it straight off my paper here. So, below are more specific examples of the type of behaviors that constitute stalking, also known as criminal harassment. At least we have figured out that it is not okay behavior. Yes. <laughs> we have made it that far. Yeah. Now, if societally we could take it seriously and not make each other feel like we're being paranoid, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've got um, repeated unwanted contact by telephone calls, hang-ups, letters, cards, faxes, as in, like, somebody's calling you and hanging up all the time. Um, there was one story I came across where this guy was obsessed with a celebrity. I think it was either Britney Spears or Catherine Zeta-Jones or somebody, and they, like, he was constantly sending her letters. Like, every day he would send her a letter, and she never answered. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like she was answering as she read the letters. Like, he was having his own conversation. Wonderful. So her mailbox was just constantly filled. It was just nuts. Um, So repeated unwanted contact over the internet, in chat rooms, news groups... Or through email, so that's kind of cyber stalking. So someone's like someone who's always commenting on your stuff that you don't know who is also. I mean, you know, we all comment on people that we follow. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who's constantly, you know, constantly commenting, and then they also pop up and blow up your message box, and then they also pop up on Facebook and blow up every single time you, you know, post something or message you constantly, or you know that kind of thing we're not talking like oh i'm a fan and i just want to let you know that i love you please do that (laughs) Um, please i would be so happy yeah just don't blow it up (laughs) (laughs) um sending unwanted gifts of any kind be it pleasant gifts such as flowers candy toys etc books or strange gifts such as bullet casings locks of hair Bloody clothing! <laughs> Fantastic! What? I would be so happy. Send me to wake bloody up. clothing. What? Yeah, and that be on my doorstep. That would just be the best. I would shit myself. Yes, same. I would shit myself and throw up at the same time. <laughs> 
release the shit so yes. we can run faster. <laughs> Um, showing up uninvited wherever you happen to be. There was this one guy who was stalking a celebrity again, and, like, uh, I think it was a female celebrity, and she had, like, a parent die, and this guy showed up at the funeral. Oh, my God. They're, um... Like, oh, I just wanted to be here for you. And she was like, you were not invited. Yeah. There were some fans of the Dolan twins that, like, called the, um... Who are they? I don't know who that is. I don't even know either. I just know that they're famous. Um, Good story, Kay. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Well researched. Um, But there was this fan who called the funeral home because one of their family members died. Um, Like, one of the Dolan twins' family members died. And they were like, oh, are they going to be here on this day? And the funeral home was like, yes. So now there's going to be this huge, like, barrage of fans going to this funeral home on a day where someone has died. That's not appropriate. Yeah. That's not appropriate. Yeah, and thank God some people have been like, you need to fucking stop. Yeah. Like, you need to leave them alone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, okay, so showing up, where are we at? Okay. Uh, Stealing or opening your personal mail to find out more about you. Ordering or canceling goods or services on your behalf. Oh, my God. Which is super weird. Um, Yeah. There was one story I heard on uh, one of my favorite podcasts. I'm trying to think. Where they, like, someone obtained the person's, like, electrical bill or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or hacked into their their account where they were paying their electric bill. Mm -hmm. Like, that had some kind of meaning to them. Like, they weren't paying it. They wow. were just tracking their payments, like... Weird. You know how pissed I would be if someone, like, stopped something that I was really excited about? Yeah. Just was, like, stalking me to stop it? I would Rude. be... Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had ordered a HelloFresh kit, like... Yeah. And they canceled Or a box that. of tampons. Yeah. Bitch, I need my tampons. <laughs> yeah, rude. Or can't, like, weirdly canceling your magazine or... Yeah. I don't know. That's just so odd. Um, following you, watching you, maintaining surveillance on you, uh, threatening to harm you, your family, friends, or pets. I will murder someone. Oh, yes. If you threaten my pets. I mean, Your throat will get straight up. So and I'll go to prison. I know that. Yeah. Because, you know, murder's illegal. But I'll, I'll feel good about it. I'll be <laughs> fine with it. My, my, my pets are my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> harassing your family, friends, colleagues, or your employer... And that's, that's more to do with showing up and asking when the person's going to be working. Have you seen this person? This person said this, this to me, you know, that's asking one for their sucks. contact information. Yeah. That's one thing that sucks about, like, working in a place where we have so, impu- we have so few employees, so, mm-hmm. like, regulars know the employees by name. And they'll come in and they'll ask, oh, when When's Kay going to work? Yeah. When's she going to be here next? Yeah. And most of them are harmless. It's most most of the time it's it's what's her name bringing bringing cupcakes or yeah. you know something like that yeah, but or know. or an easter basket or something that she's put together because she's the sweetest but yeah but like what happens when that's someone that's trying to do something negative mm-hmm. you know like people knew matt's car at one point he just got a new car mm-hmm. thank god but like they would look for his car to see if he was there can you imagine if someone they like, did that with me i have a very yeah. distinctive car yeah could you imagine if they were coming in with like horrible with, intentions with like, bad intentions yeah. yeah and not just to trap you there and talk to you for an hour while you're yeah. trying to work because they know you can't leave 
uh, which I think should be punishable, but you know, yes. whatever. <laughs> that doesn't make us friends. I just can't leave and I'm paid to be nice to you. That doesn't mean I like you. Um, <laughs> um, so there's another one. Um, convincing his or her friends to spy on you or harass you, which sometimes is referred to as stalking by proxy. <laughs> um, filing multiple frivolous court claims against you in order to harass or simply keep in touch with you. Wonderful. That scares me more than just about anything else on this list, to be honest with you. Because yeah. not there's only... there's nothing you can really do about that unless well, you need a and, lawyer. And not only that, but that's that's going to cost you money. You're going to have to, like, appear in court, which yeah. kill me now. Yeah. I've been to traffic court once. It was the worst. Yeah. And, like, you're having to miss work. You're having to miss out on your life to deal with this motherfucker. I mean, yeah. And the next one, like, I would even take vandalism. Like, that's the next one is vandalizing yeah. your property. I would rather you slash my tires yeah then have to go to court <laughs> i just i mean i will cr i just have this thing where i cry in front of authority figures yeah <laughs> and so yeah i actually got pulled over for the first time i guess it was about a year ago now oh my god but like i actually didn't cry i thought i was going to cry but i was so good and then of course the classics which uh wrap up in kidnapping you holding you hostage and assaulting you fantastic yeah so the victim type, like I said before, the the victim type that we're talking about are a workplace contact. So these are, um, these are the stalkers of these the stalkers of these victims tend to visit them in their workplace, which means that they are either an employer, employee, or a customer. The mm -hmm. stalker is. Um, when victims have stalkers coming to their workplace, this poses a threat not only to the victim's safety but also to the safety of other individuals as well. Because I mean, I mean, it could that could apply to your customers. It could apply to your. Um, your, your co-workers, I mean, you know, if they don't comply with what this person wants or yeah. whatever. Um, <clears throat> so the biggest thing I have to say, I'm not going to go into, like, kind of taking action and things like that, what you can do um, if this is happening to you. And I know this is going on for far too long. We're going to have to cut some of this. But um, the biggest thing is to th – th that I kept coming across was don't make any sudden moves, you know. Like, don't tell them I don't want anything to do with you. Um, or fuck off, or mm -hmm. I can show you right where you can put these flowers, or, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> no matter how much you I know people, to. or yeah, you know, anything like that, don't, don't draw a hard line in that way, in an aggressive way like that, because by rejecting the person, like I said before, you don't know what could set this person off. Yeah. We don't know. We, we don't know what could snap in their head to make them go from being obsessed in a loving manner to being obsessed in an I'm gonna fucking murder you. And that just is so gut-wrenching. Because, like, yeah. you don't know how to react. You absolutely don't know what to do. So that's why I'm trying to educate. Because yeah. the better, the more you know, the better you prepared you can be. So yeah, um, definitely don't do it like that. Because by rejecting that person, there's a chance of violence. Um, and if you reject that person, they can feel angry and threatened. And that's, that's not good. So um, to take action, you want to make sure you tell everyone you know what is going on. Your employer, your friends, and your family. Everybody. Yeah. Don't leave anybody out. And that's because if something happens to you, they know. Yeah. Everyone knows. Um, and that's super important so that then the, the suspicion doesn't then end up falling on your friends, family, and, you know, coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the, the police can move forward immediately and hopefully catch the person. Uh, so gently, you also gently but firmly tell the person that you've decided to move on. You don't want to draw... 
Don't get drawn into any discussions as to why. You just want to very firmly say, this situation isn't right for me or I'm not ready for a relationship. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be with you. You know, just I just don't. I just don't think that we're right for each other. You know, something that's mm-hmm. that, that's gentle and isn't just fuck off, bitch. Or you know, yeah. you don't you you don't want to get into any kind of screaming matches because, like I said, it can get really violent. Um, and then, of course, if this doesn't work, then you're going to have to take legal action. Um, fi- make sure you file a police report, file restraining orders, change your email, change your ATM passwords if you know they've been following you to that extent. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm just going to throw in a quote here. Their fantasy is that you love them. You really need to be on the offensive. There's no harm in changing passwords. Yeah. Just be careful. So why don't you go ahead and tell your stories, and then we'll go through kind of like the measures that you can take to kind of prevent this kind of stuff. Okay. Because well, my segment's been a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I'm ready to chill. <laughs> uh, well, it's about to get worse. Ah, um, no. So, like I told you, I have a serial killer and a mass murderer for you. Um, that are I'm, in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes, that's why I said perfect story is perfect wow. when I found this first one. So this first one is about a Miss Colette Dwyer and Derek Todd Lee, who is also known as the Baton Rouge serial killer. Oh, Baton Rouge. Oh, yes. I love New Orleans. No, well, that's not New Orleans, but I love Louisiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love New Orleans. That's not the same city. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so we are going down to lovely Louisiana. Um, oh, the beautiful state. Yes. So this was in 2002, so before Katrina. Um, Do we have to do this in super southern cajun accents now oh please god no <laughs> mine is southern down enough. in the bayou <laughs> we would what if do they I drink it sounded... what do they drink at mardi gras <laughs> i don't know everything yeah everything on the under the sun we need to I... eat some beignets and i would lounge. be so down for beignets <laughs> right <laughs> anything that's deep fried and covered in sugar i'm down for yeah if I could sound like Fiona from American Horror Story, Kevin, I would do uh, this all in an accent, but I cannot, and I'm not going to disrespect you're not gonna her. You're try. Aww. <laughs> so, here we go. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now this jumps kind of back and forth, because this guy did go to jail for a little bit. So, okay. um, in 2002, Colette Dwyer had been stalked and harassed by a man she believed to be a serial killer, but, surprise, she surprise. already thought he was a serial killer? Well, this was a few years after he had been stalking her. Give me, give me just a minute. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were You're doing like a said. time jump. I'm so sorry. You're so fancy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is not me. This is, the first part of this is copied and pasted. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Okay. Sources posted on social media. Yes. Um, So she had been stalked and harassed by a man she believed to be a serial killer, but could not get the police to take her seriously. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Dwyer lived in St. Francisville, Louisiana, and became acquainted with Derek Todd Lee, a customer who frequently hung around her place of employment. Um, and Lee soon developed an obsession with Dwyer, who rebuffed his advances. Mm. Okay, so, so she's working at a place, and he's a customer. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this started in... Um, 
And I'm guessing this is going beyond calling. Oh God, just just wait. Okay. Um, so the real um, the real scary stuff started back in 1999. So uh, Lee actually forced his way into Dwyer's apartment, claiming that he wanted to love and take care of her. She refused. He broke into her apartment and said, "Hey, baby." Yeah, he forced. I want to love in. you and take care of you. Uh huh. Oh my God! What? Uh-huh. Yes. Why and would he? Oh my God! I have pictures. Wh- this is the, uh, this falls under the incompetent one, I think. Yeah. Oh, of like oh, just they wait. don't. Oh my God! Yes. Oh my God! I do have pictures. If How you'd like to go to the drive, that's his move. Yes, that's his. <laughs> they're like at the bar with his guy friends, and he's like, they're like, hey, so you know, I'm just gonna wait three days and then text her back, and he's like, I'm gonna break into her apartment and tell her I love her. Oh fuck off, bro. Did oh you practice my that? God. <laughs> Pull a John Mulaney. Did you practice? <laughs> Did you practice that pitch? No. Oh, I am. That is so funny. Oh my god. Um, oh god okay I love so if John you want to go to the drive um i do have pictures Ooh! yes i've got lots of pictures for you i'm okay. just kidding i have four <laughs> <laughs> lots <laughs> equals four okay <laughs> okay so he forced his way into her apartment which is fun oh um, my god so he said he wanted to love and take care of literally her. my worst nightmare oh god yeah. oh my god <laughs> she refused his offer to accompany him to Lafayette, a decision which may have saved her life. He was charged with stalking and received... Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm sorry. Oh, it's she okay. Did wh- he, he did what? Um, he wanted her to go with him to Lafayette. Oh, he wanted. Another... He tried to get her to go to it. Never go to the second location. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. You'll never come back. <laughs> no. <laughs> never go to the second location. Um, so she decided not to go, which was intelligent. Very um, intelligent. Yeah, so How he, did she... Well... How he, did she not go? Like, wh- I, I don't know. I guess he was... Did he break in and say, I love you, let's go, and she said no thanks? Or was this like a... To think be honest, about it for a minute, I'll, I'm gonna come back later. To be honest, I don't know. Oh, there wasn't like, anything. Like, there okay. wasn't... I'm sorry, I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of information on her, just... And because this is so sad. She wasn't murdered. Oh, Which okay. is why, like, her story isn't as well known. Um, mm. So he was... I gotcha. Yeah, he so, was charged... Oh, sorry. I'm in now. So okay. which, which one of these guys is So in? you're gonna um, look at Derek Todd Lee. It's, okay. Um, Derek Todd Lee and then Colette Dwyer. And the picture of Colette oh, Dwyer... Oh, cute. That's, yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. And the picture of Colette Dwyer is from 2014 when she did an interview with um, the people at Investigation Discovery... Um, oh, good for her. Yeah, she's she's Oh, she's a awesome. badass. Look at her. Yeah, she's a badass mother. Look at her eyes. She don't take no shit. She does not. <laughs> and I have quotes from her in here and she is just fucking amazing. She's gorgeous. Yes. Um get those eyes. Yeah. Bitch. I know. I ain't going with you. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um so he was charged with stalking and received probation. Um, didn't go to jail, um, but he soon went to prison for another unrelated crime. Two oh, years. isn't that always the way? Yeah. That's like the people that get DUIs because they had a taillight out or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or OJ. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah, not but. tonight. <laughs> um, so two years later, he was released and started stalking her again. 
Um, oh no! What? They let him out? Mm-hmm, Wait, this... I thought he'd already murdered people. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, we're escalating. Okay, yeah. I see. So that was my little time Always jump back to. Always fucking repeats. Yeah, that was my time jump back to 1999. We're I gotcha. um, in 2000 to 2003 era now. Um, so two years later, he was released and started stalking her again. And Wire said that Lee once told her, "You act like you were afraid of me," and hugged her. Oh. Uh huh. Oh my god. Oh my god. The sad thing is I've had... I've had so many customers do that shit to me yeah. too, though. I've had an older gentlemen at church say the same thing to me. Like, It's, it's not gross. appropriate to hug people that you are not intimately connected with in yeah. actual reality. Yeah. By the way, if you are an older gentleman or you ha- are out with your grandparents or something and you see your grandparent behaving in this manner going up to younger women who are working and asking for hugs, that's not appropriate, and you should tell them that in the car. Yes. Like, don't embarrass them <laughs> or anything, but, like, that's just not... It's not okay. And we don't feel like... That's the thing that's a really upsetting. I mean, I know now because I listen to My Favorite Murder and, you know, fuck politeness, I know that I... I now know that I, I'm allowed to say no yeah. to those kind of things, but for... I mean, fucking, what, 10 years of customer service... I thought I would be in trouble. Yeah. If I offended well, anyone. Well, I mean, we're also women and we were raised. Right. And we've been to, raised to be polite. And, yeah. And, it, and to just think everything's fine and that we just have to take it. But like. Yeah. You absolutely oh, 100% do not have to take that. You absolutely 100% do not have to hug someone if it makes mm-hmm. you uncomfortable. Just because they say, hey, can I get a hug, young lady? Little lady. Fuck sweetie. No. no. And you should smile more. Pull a Wednesday <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Dude. Have nope, you ever sorry, seen I'm too thing? busy. Bye. Yeah. Have you ever seen that thing about Wednesday Adams where, like, these guys told her to smile more, and so she hired these huge whole game body- bodyguards to follow them and shout weird random compliments and tell them to smile more? No! It was beautiful. I don't know what it's from, but I know it was her. That's amazing. Her. Okay, so... Like, after telling her this, he continued to follow her and show up at her apartment unannounced. So. Again? Yeah. Or this is, we're coming full circle. Yeah. Well, oh, jeez. Yeah. So, not long after this. Poor um, honey. Yeah, I know. It's about to get real sad. Um, she heard about the murder of a Baton Rouge woman named Charlotte Murray Pace and became convincedly res- responsible. She notified the police, who ignored her because they were convinced the murderer was white. Oh, and added, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. That's awful. At least she reported it. Good for her. Yeah. Well, She's and a badass. A, yeah. And at a time when task force officials were telling women to trust their instincts, they told Dwyer her suspicions were just gut instinct and not enough to follow through on. Oh, so people need to trust their instincts, but not you. Yeah. Yeah, basically, don't talk to me if you haven't been murdered. Which makes no sense. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) Don't call me unless you're dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. Oh, that's horrible. I know. (laughs) And another woman was murdered. Um, Her name was Pam Kennemore. And she contacted them again. And again... They the, were like, the, nah. the badass lady did she, did yeah. she what's her name again um what's her first name colette colette yes yes which is a beautiful name it is and it's so french and very louisiana i love it 
Yes. Cut okay. it. So, um, let's see here. Finally, in 2003, he was questioned for the rape of another woman and finally had his DNA taken. Um, it wound up linking him to the murders of Pace and Kennemore, as well as five other people. He um, ended up murdering at least seven women that we know of. Um, well, that's what's so upsetting is that they let them out. People yeah. that have these kind of habits, they don't change, you know? Like, it's so hard. That's what I found in a lot of my research is, like, even if you do get help, a lot of it, there's no way, they, they haven't found any way definitively to, to treat it with therapy or anything like that because yeah. it's such an addiction. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's almost like, it's like rape, but not rape. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's something that's, it's, these people are going to be repeat offenders. Yeah. And so they're going to get caught and then they're going to get let out because they're charming and, and then they're, they're going to they get out, out and then they're not going to leave a witness because they don't yeah. want to get caught again. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's so awful. Yeah. But thankfully, um, he was sentenced to death for his crimes and currently sits on death row at Louisiana State Penitentiary. Um, and I do want to say this real quick. I just realized yeah. that I said that it's not treatable and that's not true. It's just that when you're narcissistic, it's very rare for someone with this degree of narcissism to admit that they have a problem. And that is, like, step one. Because we can't, we have laws in this country, you can't commit someone against their will or anything like that. So, you have to seek help and you have to want to change. Yeah. And so, most of the time these people don't want to. And that and that's that's why it's so hard to treat. It's not like there's a pill that can make you not be a stalker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or make you not be you know obsessed with the lady across next door you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. th that's just such an abstract thing it's not like you have i don't know it's it, it's a combination of a lot of things and of course once if these people do seek help for you know depression or you know one of their outlying um you know disorders or, or mental illnesses then of course maybe you, there's always hope you know what i'm yeah. saying but and and definitely you know try mm -hmm. It's just that it's more common that it doesn't happen because these people are rationalize everything that they're doing and they don't think that it, what they're doing is wrong. So they're not going to seek that help. Yeah, and if you don't think that what you're doing is wrong, even if you're being forced to sit down and be with the therapist, you're not going to tell you're them. You're not going to engage. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to tell them everything you do because you don't think there's anything wrong with you it. You don't think there's a problem. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify because I realized that I'd put my foot in it for a second yeah, it's okay <laughs> um i forgive you well thank you that's You're all that matters <laughs> um but here's something that's going to make you very sad um and she's quoted as saying i tried to tell people i have guilt for every murder that happened i owe oh, the families an no. apology but she said it i know and one of the brothers of oh that's the, heartbreaking yeah um one of the victims her name was and I'm going to fuck this up. Trinisha Danae Cullum, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I love that name, Trinisha. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> I probably really fucked that up. And if someone wants to tell me how to pronounce that, please fucking do. Um, because <laughs> yeah, I we're here want to learn. To, yeah, I want to give her so much respect because all these women had lives and they yeah. were taken like way too soon. And they could have been stopped and they weren't. And they deserve to have their names said correctly. Her brother Sterling told Colette that um, 
she's not responsible for his sister's well, death. Well, and she's not. She did yeah. her best, and it says more about his actions than hers. I yeah. mean, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I hope and she got help. Well, she did. Good. Yeah. So I've got some quotes from her from an interview that she did with the people at um, Investigation Discovery. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really important, um, she they asked her what did she learn that um, she wanted to pass along, and that was if someone were going through a similar situation as to what I went through, I would tell him or her to speak up until someone listens. Doing yes. this, yeah, doing this, and know that a person did everything in his or her power to help will, in turn, reduce any survivor's guilt he or she may have in the end. I would also tell him or her to not let anyone make him or her feel any less important than the deceased. Because that was a big thing that she struggled with. Um, not a single organization helped her after after it came out that he was a fucking serial killer. Oh, no! And, like, yeah, uh, this makes me want to cry because she was dealing with so much PTSD. Yeah. Like I mean this well, was and this was when her. though. This was in the 90s, right? Well, this was in early 2000s. Well, yeah, early 2000s yeah. 90s times. So there's yeah. so many rural resources now. Thank God, but that yeah. is awful. Poor yeah. woman. Yeah, it's one thing that like really fucking stuck with her because um you know Okay, she said uh, since everything has happened. Well, because she's been tried, treated like an afterthought because yeah. she wasn't murdered. Yeah. Which isn't right. Yeah. And just because she wasn't murdered or tied up somewhere doesn't mean that she didn't experience horrific things. Yeah. And I mean. And that she doesn't pop up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking he's in there again or something. That's so sad. Yeah. And to think like it comes out that he's a fucking serial killer and rapist. And that you know, And he was her. stalking her. Yeah. You know, why Why not her? What was he planning for her? Well, exactly. You know? I can't imagine oh the thoughts God. that are going through her head. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. What was, what was different? Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh. Yeah, but she says. Oh, so I'm not going to sleep tonight. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to watch so <laughs> many sitcoms. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, but she says, since everything has happened, my life has changed drastically. Um, I bet. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm many. not the happy-go-lucky person I once was. I used to believe that treating others the way I wanted to be treated would solve a lot of problems. Through this experience, I learned that not everything is as it seems, and niceness can be mistaken for romantic feelings. I became defensive against dominant men, which affected my job and everyday encounters. I began to put on weight and eventually became obese because, subconsciously, I believed it would prevent me from getting unwanted attention. Oh, uh, Yeah. Been there. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I've become a very secluded person and have lost a lot of trust in people in society. And you know what? I don't fucking blame I her. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. Like, if you keep telling people so many times that something is fucking wrong and they don't listen to you and something worse happens, I, I wouldn't trust them either. I mean, this is why, I mean, this is is why we're doing this because we have to think these are the things that have to be taken seriously yeah we have to take it seriously you have to file the police report at the first sign of something like that then if it makes you uncomfortable it's fucking harassment yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry if that pisses anybody off but it's the truth yeah and I if love your that coworker she was... sits up next to you at the table at lunch and you are fucking married 
and it, it's not okay. Yeah. You don't have to feel, and what's so sad is that so many people feel like they have to be nice because they have to see this person every day. You mm-hmm. don't fucking have to be nice if you're uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not okay. <coughs> and, well, and that doesn't make, sorry. that doesn't make you a dick or, a, or anything like that for standing up for yourself. And like it's, and we have to support each other. Yeah. And I know it's easier said than done. Oh, it a hundred percent is. And we're, we're getting there, I think, but. Slowly but surely, I think we're getting there. We just, we can't be fucking silent anymore. It's not fair to ourselves. It's not fair to others. Okay, you ready for this next one? Yes. Okay. Always. Is this the one that's really weird? Um, yes. And funny? Yes. Okay. (laughs) There's some humor in this one. Yeah, let's lighten it up a little little bit. bit. (laughs) Pull out it, because that was a bummer. That's awful. I'm so glad that she was able to get help, though, and that she's like speaking out i'm so proud of her yeah one not thing, that it's for me to feel that way but yeah. that's just yeah. spoiler alert um the woman that was getting stalked in this lived um i love that both of my stories were about survivors yes i didn't mean I love to do survivor that stories. But, like yeah those are my favorite so this is the case of just you know at the sorry I know I interrupted it's you okay. but just like you know I love a survivor story because at the end you're just like fuck yeah yeah and you did it good for you yeah oh it shows you what we're actually capable of. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. You can continue on, okay. you know? like <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh. Okay, so um, this is the case of Laura Black and Richard Farley. Um, that sh- that sends a shiver down my spine because Farley is my mother's maiden name. Fun fact. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Chaos family issues. <laughs> I love my mother though. I do I love too. Her so much. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. So this is a case that uh, spawned the creation of anti-stalking legislation. Oh, like this was the first one that really that, made people see. Oh fuck! That made people sit up and say what? Yeah, and it started in California. Okay. Um, but it is now widely recognized throughout the north. Um, throughout uh, the United States. So, like, once California got the legislation up and running, everybody else did, The domino effect. Yeah. Gotcha. And one thing that I love about this... That's interesting. Yeah, one other thing that I love about the story is that her managers actually listened to her, Mm -hmm. and, like, they didn't fire him immediately, but they made him seek help. Oh, that's amazing! So this is, like, the perfect example. Yes, this is a wonderful story. It's not a wonderful story. No, but it's not it's wonderful that it happened, but it's yeah. a good example. Yeah. Okay. Of how to hopefully of how to handle it. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, um, this happened around February eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight. The article that oh, I found the eighties. Yeah. This article was published in the New York Times on February eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight, which is funny because that's almost exactly thirty one years ago now that we're getting started. <laughs> like it is it's a year older than i am oh my god (laughs) i forget that you're older than i am i forget how young i am (laughs) i forget how young you are too you're an old soul okay yeah i know (laughs) i've always been an old soul i had to grow up fast um so a man's obsession for a woman who spurned his love ignited a violent spasm of gunfire that left seven people dead and four others wounded at a high-security military plant. Holy shit! Yeah, so this motherfucker wait, was working... Wait, say that again. Okay. A he man's... W- 
spurned by love. And uh-huh. so he shot a bunch of fucking people. He shot at least 50 times. He shot anybody that he could see on his way in. Like, he had the intent to kill this woman. Um, this oh, my case, God! Yeah, this and he case, didn't care who got in his way. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Um, if you want to watch a movie about this, um, this is the story behind the movie, I Can Make You Love Me. Um, it's got Brooke Shields um, starring in it. as. Did Brooke Shields well, have stalkers? I feel like Brooke Shields had stalkers. She probably fucking did. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She, oh, my God. Yes. Calvin Klein. <laughs> Nothing comes between me and my Calvin Kleins. You're probably way too young to get that reference. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I was giggling. That was a pity giggle. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> okay, so. I'm so old. Okay, so um, he left seven people dead and four others wounded at a high security military plant. So this motherfucker's working with like trade secrets oh no Um, like this company handled things for um the pentagon that's how fucking high security this place was um yeah so the lieutenant that was on scene at this crime uh ruben we're gonna call him ruben okay (laughs) because i don't know how to say his last name um he said he was in love with her from the first moment he saw her it was her smile (sighs) this is why we don't smile (laughs) no that's not true smile just not if someone asks you to and you don't feel like it this is why you're totally allowed to have resting bitch face yeah Um, you don't have to talk to people it doesn't mean that you're aloof yeah or fully yourself as some weird dude who was there like two days a week at my work said to me yeah I walked past and didn't say hi to him because I was absorbed in my work. And he was like, you can talk to people. You don't have to be so full of yourself. What the fuck? Yeah. How fucking rude. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not here to be social. I'm here to be at work. Yeah. And I don't know you. And I'm not full of myself. I'm working. And I have serious anxiety, so I don't talk to strangers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't talk to strangers. Anyway, sorry to tangent, but. So, um, this motherfucker, um, held all the people in this place hostage for six hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah. He meant business. Uh, just wait. Uh, he knew he, that she was not attracted to him, Lieutenant. Um, our buddy Lieutenant said. Our buddy Lieutenant? <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Ruben. Oh, okay, Ruben. Got it. Yeah. Um, but he told her it wouldn't end until either she went out with him or he died. Oh, well, that's a good move. Yeah. What? Okay. See, so... and this is where though, like that shit where they say they pick it up in the media. Mm-hmm. When does that fucking work? Yeah. Yeah. The no. only time I've seen that portrayed is like Beauty and the Beast, and he's like, "I'll lock your father in a in an insane asylum unless you fucking marry me," and she's like, "No, you suck," and then he dies. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, like that's the what? Where did you see this? And the person succeeded. Yeah. Is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you, like, just exactly what this place that they worked at specializes in. So they yeah. um, specialize in the development of electronic systems that eavesdrop on and decode encrypted communications of foreign nations. 
uh, jam enemy communications and perform other functions for customers that include the Pentagon. I mean, you can literally just tell me that they they manufacture ninjas, and that's yeah. gonna mean as much. <laughs> <laughs> that's insanity. Yeah. What? Well, so basically, oh my god. Yeah, they help the Pentagon, the CIA, and the NSA. So, jeez, like big. So serious business. Yeah, they're not fucking around. Yeah. So. The fact that they listened to her was huge, <laughs> and yeah. I think that that's part of why because they were like, we can't have well, I mean, someone that's, like this. They, they they had to know that they had to take it seriously. I mean, it yeah. wasn't just like somebody working in a Walmart. I mean, it, yeah. this is like serious business. Yeah, you can't have somebody unstable around. Yeah, around this kind of intel. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. Wow. So he. And while he was, like, going on this so, murderous... So, I'm so sorry. Was this, okay. like, a private company, or was it um, government-funded, does it say? I think it's a private company. Okay. I'm so, it was, sure. like, an outsourcing... Yeah, it sounds like thing it would that, be like, a private served. company. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, Just curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as he's, like, going through and shooting everybody, he... Oh, my God. He would reload as he was walking, and he would... Um, he walked through the hallways and fired at least 50 times, um, seemingly shooting everyone he encountered. I was reading in one of these articles that he had at least a thousand rounds of ammunition. Like, he was oh, not going out no. of there without killing people. This was insanely premeditated then. There oh, was yeah. no way he could have an insan- even have an insanity plea. Like, that's just... I hope he didn't get an insanity plea anyway. I don't know the end of this story, so (laughs) I shouldn't speculate or make assumptions. So he shot for almost half an hour. So if you can imagine. I can't. That's insane. That's so long. Yeah. How did he not get tackled? Like, well, or, I mean, he was shooting everybody he well, saw. Well, that's fair. And, like, he broke Shit. into the security system by shooting it, you know, so. Is this him? Um, Richard Farley? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, yeah. So, in the end, two women and five men, all employees, were dead. Four others, including Miss Black. Um, she was shot in the shoulder, and she had, like, shoulder and spinal in- injuries. They were just wounded. Oh, no. Um, so... And he said that he wanted to show the people who laughed at him he didn't want to be considered a wimp. I'm sorry. That guy doesn't look like he could hit the broad side of a barn. Like, that does not look like... He he looks like a fat professor. Like, that's not... He doesn't even... Oh, my God. I mean, it just goes to show that it could be anybody. Like, it's just... That's so Mm -hmm. scary. Yeah, he is described as The security guard has some... Badass Oakley blades on, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some seriously 80s glasses. Um, he is described as being a beefy, dark-haired man with thick cheeks who was born in Texas. So, wow. Um, so, well, the Texas part would... Yeah. He knows how to handle a gun. And I will let you guys know I will be posting these pictures on our um, website and our blog, um, so you'll be able to see them as well. But just so you have an idea of what Carrie is looking at. And then is this... Is this, this is Laura? Uh-huh. She looks like my mom. Isn't she gorgeous? She's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, um, she's so cute. She does have a beautiful smile. I know. Oh, honey. I know, but she's such a badass. Like, she slammed the door in his face. Good. She was like, no, fuck you. And ended up only getting shot in the shoulder. Like, she got shot, but, I mean, she lived. I mean, good for her. My yeah. goodness. I'm so, so sad for all the people that got in his way that's so awful i know 
Um, so he had been stalking her for three years before this. Um, she repeatedly turned on his request for a date. Um, he, and after that, he would uh, call her house all the time, write oh her letters God. that she didn't want, and follow her in his car. No! Yeah, almost. Um, no means no, people. Yeah. So, um, he was discharged because he was doing an awful job at work and he was being a dick to her and, like, they were just like, fuck it, we're done. So they fired him? Yeah. Okay. So, even after he was dismissed and became engaged to somebody, like, he- Wait a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? He He got engaged- Maintained another relationship and asked someone to marry him while also continuing to stalk this woman? What in the flying fuck? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. My. God. These fucking... (laughs) It never ceases to amaze me that these criminals always end up fucking married. Yeah. I mean, it either goes to show that they have an incredible mask or that they're marrying the most blissfully unaware person. (laughs) I mean, I've met a few of those people. I mean, I have. Ignorance (laughs) is bliss. Yeah. But shit. Yeah. Um, So, like. Oh, no. Yeah, after becoming engaged. Oh, no. He continued to stalk her. And um, this is the really sad part. Um, Her lawyer applied for a restraining order that would have barred him from contacting her anymore. And the hearing for that was scheduled on the day that he decided to do this mass shooting. What? Yep. I mean, that'll get you out of it. Shit. (laughs) I mean, shit. If you didn't want to go to court, you could have just said something. You could have just stayed at home, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, wow. So I, so I guess nobody else had to be at the hearing or was this just like earlier in the day that, like, before it happened or something? I guess it probably didn't say, did it? I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> Stop asking questions. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you a little bit about what I saw on Wikipedia. And this is this is where you'll get a laugh. Okay. Um, so this is how he stalked her. Um, he was leaving gifts, including letters and homemade baked goods on Laura's desk and asked her out numerous times. Uh, he began, Don't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> He began calling her desk every few hours, as well as showing up at her aerobics classes. Ew! Uh, he then, um... Ew! Oh, yes. How amazing do you think that aerobics class was? Yeah, I know. Though. All the leg warmers and spandex in the 80s. <laughs> and let me reiterate that this company was doing, like, operations for the CIA and the Pentagon and the oh National God. Security Agency... But he was still able to obtain her home address and phone number from HR. Well, because he fucking worked there. I mean, he... Oh, from HR? Uh Uh-huh. From HR. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, he must have had an incredible mask. I mean... Well, he was also known to have befriended the custodial department in an attempt to copy keys to her desk so that he could rifle through her things and figure out more about her. That's the thing is that a lot of times they're very charming. Yeah. I mean, you can make anybody feel special and then do whatever you want. I mean, it's really... That's why we all have to really be on alert for that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Well, he ended up sending her a total of 200 level letters over a period of four years. Oh, my God. She moved four That's times. That's too many letters. Yeah, she moved four times and all of that, and he still oh, got her address no. every time. The last one was sent from his prison cell after he killed up all those people. Oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah. you've still got a shot, bud. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, and here's See, my and that's, favorite. That's, I mean, that's where the line of obsession gets. It's yeah. just complete narcissism of, yeah, of course she'll still want me. <sighs> okay, well, here's my favorite thing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this just, <laughs> I would laugh so hard if I got sent one of these things. I don't know what I would Kay's do. Kay's face just lit up. <laughs> so our buddy Farley got crafty. Farley? Yeah. <laughs> He doctored photos of himself and Black being together and mailed them to her. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say that one more time, please. I'm s- what? He what? He photoshopped before photoshopping was cool. Yes. He doctored photos of himself and her being together and mailed them to her. Oh my god. <laughs> These are what our kids would look like. This is what we, Oh my god. You this is the Christmas ski card. vacation that I went on with you and your kids. We never went on a ski vacation. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, that was 100% yeah. from the office. Yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> I went with my ex-husband. Oh no. You. Oh no. That's not a move. Oh god. That is yeah. not a move. This is a surefire way to make somebody feel like you yeah. are absolutely insane. Is to Photoshop I would just start yourself laughing. into pictures with them. I, I would. Oh no! I, don't I hope know. I would laugh. Yeah, I don't know if I could take it seriously anymore if I saw oh. that. Especially, it was like eighties <laughs> Photoshop. It was like a fucking <laughs> like a cutout, cutout yeah. a picture of like an oval of his head and like Scotch David on the phone. <laughs> I could just see him in his fucking prison cell. Oh, no. Just he like she'll love this. Yeah. She'll love this. This will be the best. This will be the one that gets her. Oh my god. That beautiful smile. Oh. She'll no. use it as her Christmas card and everyone will oh, love me. No. <laughs> please, God, somebody do that for me for my birthday. Oh no, please don't. <laughs> I would laugh so hard. It would be the best thing. We could just, somebody could Photoshop pictures of our heads onto other people's bodies, just celebrities' bodies, mm-hmm. and act like we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, um, at the end... Um, at least they apprehended him, though. That is yeah. absolutely tragic. Yeah, at the end, he said, or our buddy, Lieutenant Rubin, said, uh, Mr. Farley had expressed remorse about the shootings and said, I'm not crazy. I know I will die as a result of this. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like he woke up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think he went in there wanting to die. You think? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, of course, I don't think anyone will ever know, but I... 100% don't think that he wanted to come out of there alive because I mean he said at the beginning um you know um it wouldn't end until either she went out with him or he died wow so I mean so it really it kind of wasn't an if I can't have you no one will it was if you don't go out with me 
I'll kill I'll myself. kill myself. Yeah. Wow. Which is extremely Which is worse, manipulative. Almost. Yeah. I feel like because then now you feel responsible. It puts the blame on on the victim. That's awful. Yeah. You can't tell me she didn't blame herself. That's so sad. I know. Poor woman. Poor it Laura. Really, yeah, it really makes me want to watch that movie and see how they portray- portrayed this yeah. and, like, the aftermath. And, um, you know, they always exaggerate and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah, that is Nice. All Those were amazing. Yeah. So, I just want to say real quick... Um, that there are ways to prevent this. I mean, I heard a few red flags, like, in some of her, in some of Kay's stories and things. So I just want to go over real quick, and then we're going to wrap this up. So um, there's some procedures that you can definitely take action and um, enact in your place of work or talk to your manager about if you feel like you're being victimized in some in, in one of these ways. So just general, general measures um, is to ensure that you the victim or if you're the person in management um ensure that the victim understands that i hate using the word victim but that's just the way it's worded i don't really know how it's to um call them survivors um when i was doing my uh sexual harass or sexual assault training we would always call uh victim survivors okay cool because we wanted to be positive Positive. about it so um First of all, everybody who might have contact with the stalker should be informed of the situation and have a refresher on the policies and procedures for dealing with harassing behavior. That's huge mm-hmm. because you don't want, you know, like seven, you don't want to tell just like three or four people and then the one time that the one of those three or four people aren't working is when the dude comes in and then they get, you know, they give out the person's cell phone information or something like that because yeah. they don't know any better. Like, that's not great. So make sure everybody who works there is informed um and this of course should be tailored to the specific situation because like i said this is all so gray like nothing is black and white when it comes to stalking situations no situation is going to be the same so make sure that you review and come up with a plan because it could be somebody who's coming in and sending in and just standing in the back of the room and staring at the person it could be somebody who's coming in and flirting and or talking and uh, you know monopolizing the person's time for hours on end and you know it's just it you just never know mm-hmm. um staff can become frightened when such a situation is discussed so the issue needs to be broached in a very calm manner emphasize that there are policies make sure everyone knows the steps outline steps to follow so that people it reduces the the worry and the anxiety around coming to work um and then you definitely want to make sure that the survivor understands that they have the support of management and that they can talk about their concerns. Um, and this will help place you, the manager, in a better position to understand the issues. And then, of course, for everybody to plan the best approach to protecting the survivor and the other employees. So you want to, uh, you know, review relevant security issues, side access, car light, car park lighting. <laughs> this was written by a foreigner. Parking lot lighting, <laughs> bushes that provide hiding places, that kind of thing. Try and provide a safe place for them to park. Um, have someone walk with them to their car. Um, Don't leave them to close by themselves. No. Um, if possible, allow the victim to work. Fle- oh, victim, I did it again. Allow the uh, the survivor to work flexible hours so that they can vary the time that they arrive and leave work so that it throws off anyone who has like picked up on their uh like oh you know k always works wednesdays or you know what i'm saying like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing um 
And then if, if one of the coworkers receives a call from the stalker or has seen them around the workplace, um, just make sure that they know how to report it immediately to they know that they have to report it immediately to management and to document it. Oh, yeah. That's huge. You have to document everything and leave a paper trail so that then if it goes to court, you have documented evidence that this person was constantly in there all the time. Because if not, it's just your word against theirs. Yeah. And that's not great. Um, and then if a restraining order pro- prohibits the stalker from the workplace, you have to call the police immediately and file a report if they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's arrestable and it, you definitely have to make sure we take those things seriously because it's so sad. Like a lot of times restraining orders don't mean anything anymore because it's just yeah. a piece of paper and you can't, like they can't do anything to arrest the person unless they attack the person. So you definitely make sure that no one needs to be attacked here, you know? Yeah. Um, definitely make sure that you ensure that nobody gives out any information. That means when, you know, Mr. Weirdo comes in and says, hey, when does Kay work? You don't say, hey, let me give you herself or, or oh, hey, I just, I meant to, I meant to come in. I, w- I wanted to talk to Kay about this movie. Do you, do you have her phone number? God, please do not do that to me. Don't <laughs> give out your coworkers information like that. You can say, oh, well, I'll mention it to her next time she comes in. She can give you a call. Yeah. As in from the, the, <coughs> the company store. phone. Yeah. Oh, like. Yeah. Don't I give had, out hours of work. Oh, she'll be she won't be in until tomorrow at nine. Like, yeah. don't don't do that. One of our regulars, um, she's a wonderful woman. I love her to death. I haven't seen her in a while. I'm actually kind of worried about her. But um, someone did give her my personal phone number, and she <gasps> called me. Which I mean, if it was anybody I mean, like, else, yeah. But I, <sighs> that's still so bad. Yeah. Um. Don't do that, guys. That goes the same with, like, friends and stuff. When you're out at a bar, this could happen as well. This isn't just applicable to workplace. You know, like, just just use your common sense. And don't give people's information out without their consent. Yeah. Um, Well, um, And then the better the company understands stalking, the better protection you and your fellow employees will have. I also have a little information on um, just managing internal stalkers. So this is to do with the second story because this can actually be worse because you do well i mean at least in situations where you actually work with people yeah and see them every day i know that Kay and i've both worked at places where we're the only person working and you just rotate out and see people and passing so it's not yeah. that big of a deal but yeah the the downside with that then is that they know your schedule as well and they can show up but yeah. um all situations of harassment in the workplace need to be addressed by management not only in an attempt to de-escalate the situation, but also to reduce the impact on all parties, personally, professionally, and from the organization's perspective. Um, And to do so, it is important to adhere to the following. You always maintain the dignity of both parties by listening to both sides. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're biased and we want to take women's side all the time, but there is always the off chance that someone is lying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or blowing it out of proportion. So you definitely want to listen to both sides. The problem is that sometimes the stalker doesn't, will, they will downplay it mm-hmm. or deflect it because they're masterful manipulators and things. So just make sure that you're listening to both sides. If the, if, of course, if the survivor seems genuinely concerned, I mean, you, you know, use your instincts and, and just really make sure you take it seriously. If it seems like they're blowing it out of proportion, at least, you know, to pay attention a little bit harder. And you can see from your own perspective. Yeah. Um, do not rationalize or excuse stalking behavior. That's huge. 
do not say, oh, it could just be some kid or, oh, it could just be this or that. Um, definitely take it seriously. Uh, reinforce policies that prohibit harassment. Um, do not attempt, and then this is the other thing, don't attempt mediation unless the victim is willing to do so because this could be construed by the stalker as like, oh, now we get to be together, and now we're going to be together in a room, and we're going to have to talk to each other. Don't force the survivor to have to talk to the person. Yeah, no. Um, it's crucial that the survivor doesn't feel pressured into mediation process simply because the harassment has occurred in the workplace. Be sensitive to the victim's feelings and avoid, I mean, I said victim again, to the survivor's feelings and avoid facilitating continued traumatization of the victim. Because that person, that's the thing, I'm, oh, that's just making me think, like, what if you're sitting across from this person who's been harassing you, and they're, like, giving you weird dead eyes. Yeah, I know. Or, like, mouthing things at you behind the person's back, or, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're because just, that could, that could be the thing that sets them off. It like, could be. Like, if you even, like, try to mediate. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Um... And then, if the stalker has a grievance, suggest appropriate means of addressing the problem, as in, you know, complaints, procedures, or mediation, but do not collude in the inappropriate behavior or inadvertently provide alternative avenues of harassment. And lastly, of course, contact the police if necessary. So it's mainly, I mean, it's a lot of just common sense, but it's mainly just take it seriously and make yeah. sure that you're making it clear to your employees that this kind of behavior isn't acceptable. Yeah. Um, and that they have support. One thing I do want to add to that is I found this really great website. Um, it's called Safe Horizon. Um, we will have the link to it um, in our blog and website as well. It's, um, well, you'll, you can click the link. You know how to do that. Um, <laughs> they know I'm not how to click a out. link. <laughs> um, but basically it's a place for survivors who um, have been stalked or are being stalked. Um, they have a 24-hour hotline. Um, oh, it that's is, amazing. Yeah, it is 1-800-621-HOPE or 4673. So, again, that number is 1-800-621-HOPE, 4673. H-O-P-E? Um, yes. Nice. Yeah, so um, basically if you feel like you've been or are being stalked and you need someone to talk to and you've already called 911 and, like, someone's coming there and you need someone to talk to you you can call them if you've been stalked in the past and you're having an anxiety attack over it you can call them and they can help that's work amazing you down. yeah um and there there are ways to get involved and get informed and you can also donate um if you are not being stalked um, but you just want to show support for yeah. those you know uh -huh. or like if you've had family members or friends that have been stalked and you really want to and help you want a place to donate yeah this is a great place to donate. that's amazing Yes, and um, that's a segment we're going to try to do at the end of each episode if yeah. it's applicable. Yeah, a call to action Yeah, is what we would like to call it. Um, I used to be very heavily involved in uh, social justice campaigns um, in our town before I started working 40 hours a week. Right, and, <laughs> so this um, is our way to get... depression. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Shit's real, y'all. So yeah. this is our way of trying to make a difference and get back Try out to there get back. Uh, one of one of my regulars that i was talking to about our podcast um he was asking if we had sponsors yet and i was like well you know not really they want to see no, kind of our following and <laughs> yeah we haven't even recorded an yeah. episode yet yeah. and he was like That's well cute. you know some people would really like that you're trying to do something to better society so oh, look I for people that. like that uh do we want to do a ladies night question yes 
These are going to be so fun. This is how we're going to end our episodes. Um, our friend Chastity Beckner, who is the best, um, gave Carrie these for Christmas, and we absolutely love them. So, uh, Chastity, thank you. Um, thank Shout you. Out. Yeah. Thank you for giving us a little thing to do at the end. So, um, I will let Carrie shuffle. <laughs> do you want me to roll the dice for what question? All right. Okay, so it's going to be question number, number six. six. What is the riskiest choice you've ever made? <laughs> Starting this podcast? <laughs> Let's do another one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. What is the most ridiculous outfit you have ever worn? Oh, Jesus. You start. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you were around in the 90s. <laughs> I was around in the 90s. That is true. I was I only was here alive. for three years of the nineties. Um, let's see. It was probably something that my fucking that my mom dressed me in. Um uh, there was a lot of leggings, a lot of okay, no, okay, so here we go. My mom worked in a department store called Lazarus for a long time. She worked in the underwear department. Oh boy. And she had a coworker that I think used to babysit me as well. She was really cool and she was like my fashion idol. And girl, it was my dream to emulate her outfit, and I, I accomplished it. And it, it was <laughs> these things called walking shorts. I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh, no. I I'm don't sure think you can so. Google a beautiful <clears throat> picture, but they Pulling out my are uh, that type of 90s walking shorts. Um, they're like a pleated and cuffed kind of gra- It was everyone, everyone was cosplaying as a grandma in the 90s, so it was like. <laughs> They were like a pleated and cuffed, like corduroy type material short that you wear. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> did you find a picture? <laughs> and oh I would my wear god. them. I want one. I would wear them with tights, like tights and socks. You were emulating the eighties. Yes, what you were doing. And I found one with dinosaurs. Listen, and tights and the scrunchy type socks with tennis shoes. Oh my god. And more than likely a turtleneck. Yes. No, those are like board shorts. And more than likely a turtleneck with like a funky uh sweatshirt with like music notes on it or some shit that mom like ironed on and outlined in glitter. Oh my god. With a hair bow, massive hair bow. Oh my god. That she made cuz my mom's a champion. She makes <laughs> the most beautiful bows. She still makes like Christmas bows and shit. Oh wow. She's so talented, but That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> What next? Oh, my What's God. Yours? The most ridiculous outfit um, had to be when I was in high school. Um, <coughs> it was a big thing to wear your pajamas to school and wear oh, Ugg boots. no. Yeah. I didn't have Ugg boots. I was poor as fuck. Yeah, I didn't have real <laughs> so, Ugg boots either. Yeah, so I had these... I had these weird looking boots, but I did my damnedest to wear my pajamas with these weird looking boots. And... I bet you were so cute. I, I probably was. I think I was wearing Invader Zim, <laughs> Invader Zim uh, pajama pants with these boots. They were just tucked into them, and I would have to walk home from school. So, oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, did you go? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Your school was closed. Yeah, so somebody, um, somebody saw me walking out of the school in this outfit. This It was ridiculous. Wait, so were they, what kind of, were they just, like, knockoff? Ugg boots or were they like leather boots? They were because probably leather boots. They were the only boots. Oh no! 
just imagine. I hope you have a picture somewhere. I probably do. It was probably like this gray long sleeve shirt and Invader Zim pants and leather boots. Oh my god. I need to text my mom and see, see if she has a picture of me. I remember this one person saw me and was and was like talking to their buddy and they were like, that's so lazy. And I was just like, yeah, that's the general. That's the vibe I'm going yeah. for, man. Yeah. You're not supposed to get it. I'm a teenager. Yeah. The point is that you don't like it. <laughs> I also wore some pretty weird things in high school. I used to, I mean, I was super emo. So I like, well, not so much in high school, but in um, college when I had like more freedom and stuff. Um um i had more freedom and stuff and so like i would wear like suspenders and skinny yeah. jeans and shit like that and oh i did too. like lace fingerless gloves because i discovered hot topic existed and <laughs> i cut my own <laughs> i cut my own gloves i have some fingerless gloves that i cut my own too yeah well, um, we have been going for far too long. Yes, we have. <laughs> we love talking to you guys, though. So uh, thank you again for all the people who are listening and supporting. And and just remember, you are not a monster. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye.